Hello and welcome to episode 163 of the LDS study session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. We're going to continue with our Come Follow Me study for this week, looking in the week of November 4th to November 10th, Hebrews chapter 1 to 6, uh, Jesus Christ, the author of eternal salvation. Uh, we're looking at a very important section today, uh, the final section which we find in the um, individual study uh, section which is called, In order to receive God's blessings, I must harden not my heart, which is Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, right through to chapter 4, verse 11. Uh, and Hebrews chapter 3, 7 to 4, 11 uh, is really based on uh, the example that Paul or the author gives to the Jewish Christians about the Jewish saints uh, or the, the people of Israel, uh, or the ancient Israelites, when they were... Uh, crossing the wilderness uh, to receive the promised land and about how they basically didn't have the faith uh, to be able to reach that destination. Uh, they had many doubts and they didn't allow their hearts to be softened to be able to receive the Spirit of the Lord in their heart to guide them in the which way they should go. Um, in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 8, uh, it says that the Lord said, Harden not your hearts as in the propagation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So he's inviting these Jewish Christians to not harden their hearts so that they don't miss the uh, the blessing and the message of the gospel that can really bless and change their lives. Um, we then, he then moves on in through the through the section really to kind of pull on this parallel that in that day they needed to listen so that they could make those changes then and not fall short because of unbelief. Uh, in verses 18 to 19 of ch Hebrews chapter 3, it says, And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And it's a message here really to uh, the, the Jewish saints to try and believe in their Saviour, to receive that message in their hearts that the Spirit can touch them and help them to change and be better. Now, the, uh, the manual, the Come Follow Me manual, asks some really um, deep questions, really, uh, that I, I think they're deep questions about how this can apply to us. They ask questions such as, how did the Israelites provoke the Lord? What are the consequences of having a hard heart? And then it, and then it applies it to us. When have I allowed my heart to become hardened? Are there any blessings God wants to give me that I'm not receiving because of a lack of faith? What can I do to develop a soft and contrite heart? And, you know, just kind of sitting there pondering that made me reflect on things and where I am. And I'm sure for many of those that and many of you that have really taken this on board and really uh, kind of tried to take this message meanful meaningfully, uh, you know, it's made you think about things that you could adjust or things that might need to improve. And, uh, and then I was just thinking about how do we develop this soft heart or this softer heart? And... I really liked two of the scriptures that it shared with us uh, from the Come, Follow Me manual. The first one uh, was in Ether, uh, chapter 4, verse 15, uh, which says this, Behold, when ye shall rend that veil of unbelief which doth, which doth cause you to remain in your awful state of wickedness and hardness of heart and blindness of mind, then shall the great and marvellous things which have been hid up from the foundation of the world from you, yea, when ye shall call upon the Father in, that, in my name, with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, then shall ye know that the Father have remembered the covenant which ye have made unto your fathers, O house of Israel. Um, just reading that just fills me with great hope 
that all of us, any of us, in whatever state or situation we are, we can call upon the Lord with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, spirit willing to change and receive great joy and blessing and vision from our Heavenly Father, that he is there waiting to give this to us, just if we will reach out to him and rely on our Saviour as our Saviour. Um, it's just such a great blessing of hope. Um, Parley P. P. Pratt said this, quote, The powers of the heavens will not cooperate with unholy powers directly and fully and immediately. Of course, we as a people are not yet holy. holy. We have not yet gained that fullness of the gospel and of righteousness, but hardness of heart and blindness of mind do prevent us from rending the veil, and it doth cause us still to measurably remain in that state of blindness spoken of by the prophet. We have not yet learned all things as they are, and to entirely overcome iniquity. And because of this, the powers of heaven, although ready, cannot fully commune with us, for we are not ready. Close quote. And I think this is a really powerful message and a really relevant one, because we know that then there were more things to be restored to the earth, but the people at the time were not ready for these things. And I'm sure that's the same with us. But there are many more blessings to be received in the Lord's kingdom, but we just need to be prepared as a people more spiritually for these. Um, and where does it start? Where does that begin? It begins with us. Now, in Alma chapter 5, uh, we read a bit further about how we can gain this, this more contrite spirit. In Alma chapter 5, verse 14, it says, And now, behold, I ask of you, my brethren of the church, have ye spiritually been born of God? Have ye received his image in your countenances? Have ye experienced this mighty change in your hearts? Um, Elder David A. Bednar uh, said this in a, in a talk in eight, October 2018 called Gather Together in One, All Things in Christ, a brilliant talk. He said, quote, The purpose and purification, the happiness and joy, and the continuing conversion and protection that come from yielding our hearts unto God and receiving his image in our countenances cannot be obtained merely by performing and checking off all the spiritual things we are supposed to do. Rather, the power of the Saviour's gospel to transform and bless us flows down from discerning and applying the interrelatedness of its doctrine, principles, and practices. Only as we gather together in one all things in Christ, with firm focus upon him, can the gospel truth syn synergistically enable us to become what God desires us to become and endure valiantly to the end. Close quotes. Yes, it is about living the, the, the points of the gospel, Yes, it's about doing the things we've been asked to do, but even more than this, it's to be able to understand the doctrines and principles behind these and live them and have faith in them and have faith in our Saviour, more, more importantly, that he is able to bring this change in our hearts because of the faith that we have in him and the desire that we have to serve and to change our lives for the better. We are, live our lives. We have the power to have the impact and the influence over our lives, and it's, through, and it's Satan's influence and misleading information that makes us think we cannot make these changes we are able to because we have our savior on our side and as we invite him to be part of our lives then we are able to move forward valiantly come to the throne of mercy as has as has been spoken about in hebrews and see that change happen i hope that this uh, study has helped bless you and something uh, that has that has been shared is able to to address something that you've been thinking about uh, if there's anything you've been studying, please, please, I'd love to hear it at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.